everyone. Welcome back to another episode of uh, Football Update. This is Andy. And this is Robin. So, uh, Robin, a mm. very interesting week in football. Uh, you know, a lot of Bills fans were thinking the world was coming to an end. Yes. Uh, just from what I'm hearing, you know, we won. But, uh, mm. yeah, tough game. And honestly, in general, this, this week, with the exception of a, a few quarterbacks here and there, in particular Tua, like, mm-hmm. offenses were not playing that phenomenal this week, from what I've seen. Yeah, um, I think like football podcast had best when they said it was not necessarily a bad week of football, just very chaotic where it wasn't, you know, 100% predictable. And I think Nate Tice of The Athletic had another point that um, quarterbacks are kind of taking a lot more sacks, taking longer to see things. And I think it has a lot to do with, you know, ever since Mahomes set the world on fire a few years ago, then Allen the year after, a lot of teams are just playing uh, two deep safeties and just not giving up the easy plays downfield. Uh, so they're forcing practically every quarterback in the league to be far more patient. Um, but yeah, this week was just pretty insane a lot of ugly football but crazy and fun football as well yeah absolutely uh going into the games a bit mm. uh you had the thursday night game uh you had the chiefs mm. against the broncos yeah uh as everyone predicted uh mm. chiefs won but uh, i gotta say rob mm. i mean what not really to go over the, the broncos could be what's mm. not what what's not been said already about them but mm. the chiefs that uh, Everyone's been talking about the Bills being off the past two weeks. The Chiefs this whole season, their offense has field off. Like, it, mm. honestly, the defense has won, like, I think at least half their games, in my opinion. Uh, what are your opinions about what's going on with them right now? Well, they've been able to stay at 5-1, which is tied for the best record in the league, and you have to give them their flowers for that. They also haven't allowed more than 21 points in a game this year. Um, so Steve Pagnolo and the entire defense is doing a great job there. I think one of, if not the youngest defense in the league, in the Jerry Sneed, in a contract year, corner is able to play both slot and outside and play really well. Um, Trent McDuffie was a stud rookie last year, and he's just increased his level of play this year. Um, you know, so they're fast, young, and athletic across the board and very versatile. Um, but like you said, offensively, there just doesn't seem to be a lot of rhythm outside of Kelsey and Mahomes, and Kelsey's been battling a few injuries here and there. So, um, you know, when those... a good game on Thursday, despite Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But when teams take that away, and it's easier, too, now that Tyreek, when both him and Tyreek on the field, you couldn't double the two of them, or else you'd be exposed everywhere else, whereas now you double Kelsey, and there's been, you know, Sky Moore is a second year, second round pick, and he hasn't stepped up as of yet. Um, Kaderis Tony, you're probably hoping for a lot more. Um, Valdez Scantling has kind of regressed some. I think he's got one of the lower um, yards per route run in the league, at least among the bottom 20 in the league. So, um, yeah, they don't really have that option, but they do have the trade deadline, I think it's on October 31st, so right after week eight. And they could look to a bunch of teams that are in that um, seller-dweller area for a top receiver, maybe a Hollywood Brown. Or yeah, I don't think the Broncos would do this, but you never know with Corlin Sun and Jerry Judy, but interdivision trade. Um, yeah, because I think yeah. they play the Broncos, uh, not the Broncos, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, 
Broncos. Yeah, the Broncos are playing the Chiefs in uh, two weeks, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah. It's funny. So once they're done, you know, mm-hmm. maybe they're like, hey, F it, you know, mm-hmm. our season's done, let's, let's, you know, sell the team, you know, down the river. But uh, Yeah, yeah, the Broncos are in that trade a bunch of people phase as well, and they've already started with uh, Randy Gregory and Frank Clark and... Um, I think the offensive weapons who kind of worn out their welcome a little bit might be next on the list, even though they did give more snaps to their young pass rushers like Nick Benito and Jonathan Cooper. So that was a benefit of moving on from Gregory and Frank Clark. But, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving to the uh, last London game, mm-hmm. uh, Ravens-Titans. Uh, I watched this game, I'll be honest, mm-hmm. other than the few King Henry uh, mm-hmm the King Henry plays just yeah. not a very interesting game. I mean, it's nice mm. to see that Justin Tucker is still the most accurate mm. kicker in NFL history, but, uh, mm. uh, your thoughts on the game, Robin, and, uh, what do you mm. think the Titans situation is now? Yeah. With, um, Ryan Tannehill injuring his ankle again, they haven't, um, said it's like broken. I think it's another high ankle sprain, which you dealt with last year, was able to come back before it, um, got worse and had to sit out. I think the last third of the season with injuries. So, um, Malik Willis, when he came in, um, a lot of physical tools, tools, excuse me, but the pocket presence just isn't there. And if he's ahead of, um, where, um, on the depth chart of Will Levis, who was, you know, their second round pick and someone they trade up in the second round to get, um, and I know he's just a rookie, but that's not a great sign for his, um, development at this point. And, um, you know, they're another team that's kind of in that. Do we keep going and play hard or, you know, try and offload some pieces like a Derrick Henry who's in the last year? Um, Baltimore, I think they felt a little more efficient than they did against the Steelers. I think they're, you know, some rough edges on that team. But when they get everything going on the offensive end and maybe get some more consistent pass rush either from their young guys or... In the trade market, they're definitely a threat in the AFC. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. You just got to hope that the Ravens don't get injured more. In yeah. I feel terrible. I just feel like the other shoes that drop sooner or later, but it looks, mm-hmm. I hope that it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, and then before we quickly, the Titans, like, would you think mm-hmm. that DeAndre Hopkins could be a good piece to trade possibly if, like, God forbid, like, their season kind of falls through? Uh, uh, I think it's tough to say because I think it's a two-year deal where there's a lot of guys on the trade market, like a Hollywood Brown or uh, a Sutton. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, just quickly, sorry to cut in, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's like it's his contract this year is three and a half million, and this mm-hmm. next year is like eight, so that would be a pretty... Mm-hmm good haul for a Super Bowl push, but that, that might just be me. Yeah, possibly, but then you're virtually punting on the season. I don't know if Vrabel has the... I think he maybe has the cachet to be able to punt on another season, but I don't know if he's the type that would be willing to. Right, right. Um, mm. So, going to the next game, uh, starting mm. with the 1 p.m. games. <clears throat> Uh, Commanders Falcons. Uh, this kind of mm. felt like a tale of two different teams, Robin. Yeah. Uh, the Commanders mm. they started off strong. They put mm. up a good fight and in, in that very great comeback against uh, Philadelphia, and then they got mm. 
blown out by the Bears. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, their defense came back to form today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, not today. Mm-hmm. Uh, two days ago, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, their offense was firing. Yeah. On, the, on the flip side, Desmond Ritter has the biggest on and off switch. Yeah. Your thoughts on the game and uh, both teams? Yeah, the London game was rough for him, and then you know had the one viral clip with Matt Collins. Not sure what to make of it. Then there's the game against. Um, Houston, where he played masterfully, led him on a game-winning drive, um, slightly outdueled C.J. Stroud, and then this week was another three-interception game, and there's like the one clip of Arthur Smith putting his hands behind his head after he threw like the very late one in the red zone. It was just, yeah, um, you know, it feels like a team that has the running backs, has the O-line, pretty great defense across the board, and Good enough playmakers um, when they're all healthy. I think Pitt's starting to get a little more healthy in London as well. But they they could really just use a veteran guy or just anyone that can consistently hit passes and not kill the team. Unfortunately, Ritter isn't at that stage, and you wonder if he ever will be as kind of a mid-to-late third-round pick. Do you think it might be Heineke mm. time soon? If, if they go the way they are? I think they play they play Tampa this week, right? If I'm not mistaken, I think, and a three and four start with a team that I think is capable of winning, getting to a playoff and winning the or excuse me the NFC South. I I think you're kind of at that territory when it goes to three and four, three and five. I think, you know, you want to get your young quarterback a chance to develop, but it's not like you have a third round pick. Teams move on from third round picks all the time. The Cardinals are even releasing, I think, a pass rush to the draft in the third round last year. So, um, you know. Yeah, so, third, third round's mm. not that bad of a thing. And, and Heineken mm. didn't play that bad in Washington. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And I think this is the kind of offense that worked well for them because they rely mm. more on the run. Mm-hmm. You can just sprinkle in some passes here and there, which yeah. I think would be a good combination. Uh, Vikings, Bears, a very. Mm low-scoring affair. I had a few people in fantasy. Uh, didn't pan out at first, but kind of yeah. taped towards the end uh, on the Vikings side. But uh, the biggest story is uh, the status of Justin Fields. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So what do you think about Fields, Robin, and uh, maybe the Bears moving forward? And uh, uh, what's just your overall opinion of the game? Yeah, so I think with Fields, they said dislocated thumb, um, you know, tried to pop it back in and play, but... You, he just wasn't able to grip the ball, and you can imagine a thumb being a very important part of that process. Um, and with him out, I think they're saying maybe two to three weeks, because um, the MRI didn't show anything that bad as of yet that I've read. But if, you know, after two games where he's just on fire and everything's going, that first half, a lot of iffy stuff, and doesn't, you know, feel like they had a great the level of balance or consistency in play calling and execution. And then, you know, he gets hurt, and then they go to Division Two quarterback Tyson Bajan, who had some moments in preseason, but definitely wasn't ready for prime time. They still made it a game, um, but, you know, um, that's more of a sign that, you know, it's weird because Minnesota, technically, by the analytics, at 2-4 and four is a better team than the one that was 5-1 and one last year. Um, but I just think that they, again, they, they're they not getting the same late-game breaks, 
And now with no Jefferson out for at least the next three, four games, um, and their schedule probably getting a little more difficult, I just don't really see a path for them to get up into the contention even with this win because their only two wins are against the two, uh, the bottom two teams in the league, and they're one-score wins. So um, I wonder with them, too, Maybe they hold off on the trade deadline stuff, but honestly, yeah, a guy like Daniil Hunter with, I think, eight sacks leading the league, and, you know, I don't think he's got a contract pass this year. I think you got to look to see what you can get for a guy like him and everything else. I don't think the Cousins thing is a real thing because the Jets have settled in a little bit with Wilson, and I think the Falcons are, you know, if the Falcons will go the Kirk Cousins route, I think it's in free agency, but, yeah, I think the Vikings are in a weird spot, too. But, you know, the Bears, you know, if Fields doesn't come back anytime soon, they could be top two picks in the draft. Like, we thought we would avoid that two weeks ago when they beat Washington, but now they're right back at that kind of spot. Um, which is, with a lot of cap room and that, not the worst place to be, even though it technically is in the standings because you'd have two massive trade assets and a chance to kind of maybe reset the franchise. But, yeah, it'll look ugly for a while. If they're smart, mm-hmm. I think, I can't remember if Justin was there with Marvin Harrison Jr., but if they're smart, mm-hmm. they would get Harrison Jr. with the first or second pick and either mm-hmm. get someone for their line to help Justin out or, mm-hmm. you know, some other need, you know. But I don't know if they will just implode again but well, mm. we'll definitely have to see on that yeah. uh, Seahawks Bengals uh, the Bengals started off hot mm. then for the rest of the game that the offense kind of cooled off uh, mm. on the flip side the Viking I'm sorry not the Vikings uh, I don't know why I said mm. the Vikings uh, the Seahawks mm. uh, they they dominated the game a lot mm. it felt like almost but they yeah. didn't they weren't able to to clinch it uh your thoughts yeah one for five in the red zone um Gino's kind of had like a weird year where he had the great Lions game the rest of the games have kind of been okay to bad like the opener against the Rams he didn't play well in that and this one he moved the ball up and down the field but then you know when he got in the red zone he made a couple um turnover errors and then um just took some he's taken some weird sacks this year trying to you know get out of a sack when he's eight yards behind the line of scrimmage he ends up taking it like 15 to 20 yards and it doesn't feel like anything he did last year and maybe it's because the tackles have been hurt this year but it just seems a little odd to me um yeah it was just one of those games where i think you want seattle to announce themselves as one of the nfc top contenders and they were playing a pretty good Bengals team but you're coming off a bye you should be a little more ready I'm kind of disappointed, but I don't think it prevents them from being a playoff team in the NFC, but I don't think um, of them as a top contender in the NFC as of yet because they've had this game, and again, it was against the Cincinnati team that's coming back pretty well, but then also the Rams game where I'm kind of like, mm, I, I really want to buy into this Seattle team with two young corners, some playmakers, and hopefully a nice run game, but they're not good enough defending the run and there's just been too many uh, games so far where as great as Juno can be um, there's something missing in those key moments 
Yeah, yeah, that, absolutely. It's, mm. I hope he gets it back, but you mm. know, I think we might be seeing the the peak of his uh, ability. Mm. Uh, in my opinion, that people were talking about the, mm. the, the Bills game, then mm. uh, the Bills offense not being able to fire all cylinders. Uh, the Forty ers got mm. their first loss to the Browns. I mean, we know that the defense of the Browns is very good, but mm. you know, the, the, the few injuries on the Forty ers and uh, yeah. P.J. Walker was surprisingly able to mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> hold off the uh, the 49ers just enough. And uh, your thoughts on that game? Yeah, P.J. coming from XFL a couple years ago to playing some with the Panthers last year to being so bad in preseason that the Bears move on from him um, with some guarantees left on his deal and He did have two picks in this game, Um, didn't always look great, but he threw a couple really nice balls to Amari Cooper's playing really great football despite playing somewhat banged up. And the Browns defense, I think it's allowing 200 yards per game. And it like outside of the Ravens game where they're putting bad spots due to fifth round rookie playing, throwing three picks and just being on the field all the time, that defense is just been incredible, like historically great. And, you know, if they can keep that pace up, they're in every game. Problem is, I think Brett Coleman even said the bootleg is that as great as they are on that side, it'll keep them in games. But if they don't do anything on the offensive side of the ball, like they haven't been doing for much of the year, then they'll pretty much go to waste and they can lose to anybody as well. Um, and that Watson rotator cuff bruise, whatever's going on there, it seems a little odd because he was all set. There wasn't really a big thing midweek before that Ravens game of him missing. Just that he was a little banged up in the shoulder and then it's just constantly been pushed more and more. And we don't really have clarity as what it is for this week or for the weeks going forward. So something's a little bizarre there. Um, as Niners, none of the injuries I think Schefter said were, Adam Schefter said were anything long-term or severe, but there are things to kind of monitor um, throughout the year. But And we really got the first bad Brock Purdy game, even though we put him in position to win and they had a rookie kiss, kicker miss a 40-yarder. Um, but we'll talk about the Eagles later also losing, but, you know, that helps the... Dolphins, 73 Dolphins, no, 72 Dolphins, sorry, kind of open the champagne a little earlier and just relax the rest of the year. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It, um, and also, uh, another, und- uh, I know we might be skipping the 4 o'clock games, but since we're talking about undefeated teams, uh, Robin, if, if Aaron Rodgers wasn't injured. I yeah. think we'd be talking about a very different Jets team. Like, yeah. The defense played fantastic and uh and Zach Wilson is I think really starting to benefit with having Aaron Rodgers there because he's yeah. starting to play a little bit better and better every week I've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Brees Hall has been playing great, getting fully off that ACL it seems. Garrett Wilson's made a few plays here and there and they did what they did against the Eagles with their top three um Outside corners out, Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, and Brandon Eccles. And that D-line, um, they can just run through people like crazy. Like Bryce Huff has the highest um, pass, win, rap, pass rush win percentage in the league. 
And, you know, you combine that with Jermaine Johnson stepping up as a second-year um, edge. They're so good that Carl Lawson, their big free agent from a couple of years ago, barely gets on the field on the defensive line. And then um, Sala, Robert Sala, he can talk a little much. And, you know, he did say that they embarrassed all the quarterbacks that they faced. And some, to some extent, that's very true. And it was a gauntlet of quarterbacks. So um, they just need Zach Wilson not to lose them games. And they can win against a lot of teams. I don't know against the upper echelon if it will be enough if those quarterbacks don't get into a you know, air-filled day against their defense. But, um, you know, the Jets' defense proves them they can mess with any top quarterback at this point. And you do, I agree with you at this point, you kind of have to say they'd minimum be 4-2, and one with Aaron Rodgers and be even in the loaded AFC East as their bowl contender with him in the um, lineup. As much as it hurts to say, it's very true. Um, you know, could you see him possibly coming back? I know he's not on mm-hmm. crutches anymore; and he's throwing the ball, but that's a lot different mm-hmm. than like you know. I know he doesn't rush yeah. a lot, but you do have to be a little bit mobile to be yeah. back in this league. Yeah, you just wouldn't know what Aaron Rodgers you would get at that point because I know there was one year he played with an injury that he was carted off for against the Bears, and he never looked quite right after that, and they went like 5-11, 6-10 or something like that. I think that was Mike McCarthy's last year there. Um, so I would urge caution, but I think if it's a playoff game or, you know, win it in it week 18 game, you never really know. Um, cause we saw Cam Akers play five months after an Achilles, but he's never quite looked like the same back for the most part. Um, so I think the best thing would be to urge caution wait until the 2024 season to do anything, but, you know, we'll see what modern medicine can do. Uh, next we have the Texan Saints game. Mm. Uh, uh, CJ Stroud is just, mm. again, representing the uh, Buckeyes, mm. which I love. Uh, yeah. As I think been even before the Anthony Richardson injury and mm-hmm. you know possible uh, IR that we'll talk about in a bit uh, for the rest of the year, yeah. uh, CJ seems to be the most quarterback ready. You know, mm-hmm. uh, then you had the whole thing about maybe possibly Tepper convincing or mm-hmm. forcing Reich to not choose him, but a uh, uh, great game yeah. by the Texans and uh, the Saints. Uh, defense is still doing. Great. Oh yeah. Uh, Kamara has been incredible, mm-hmm. uh, but other than Kamara, just I don't know. It feels like the offense of the, yeah. of the Saints is kind of out of sync a bit. Yeah, um, and that's with some you know pretty good outside weapons. I mean, Michael Thomas is healthy the first time in forever, and he's not what he used to be. But as a number two, you're not really disappointed. Um, Chris Olave, obviously, he's great. Um, Rashid Shaheed developing more into that second year, and he's one of the better deep threats in the league. And you know, they brought in tight ends like Foster Moreau, Juwan Johnson. They still have Taysom Hill and then Jimmy Graham too. But just there's a lot of talk about even last year how much there was the f- fans weren't a fan of Pete Carmichael, the offense coordinator, and he was always there with Sean Payton. So you were thinking, oh, just keep that continuity together even with Payton leaving. And, 
yeah, I don't know if it's a Derek Carr issue. I think he's mostly, if not fully, recovered from the AC joint. But they just can't get anything down um, in the red zone at this point. You would feel like with all the tight ends they brought in weapons that they would be able to do something, but they haven't. And they're kind of wasting a top 8 to 10 defense. And, uh, you know, division with Baker Mayfield, who's been up and down and really down against the top teams. Ritter, we've talked about. Bryce Young, a rookie in a less than ideal situation. So it should be their division to have, but it's been too inconsistent. And as great as Dennis Allen is at building that defense, you know, there's there's got to be some thinking there that there's got to be some moves on the offensive staff at least if the things don't pick up because you invested a lot in Derek Carr and, you know, you restructure contracts year to year to year just to get under the cap. And you have to do that year after year after year with signing him to that deal. And you just wonder if it's worth it if you're going to get this level of production. Colts, Jaguars, you know, it's sad we didn't get to see Anthony Richardson yeah. play. Mm. Uh, it uh, he looks like he might be out yeah. this season. Uh, Minshew had a bad game. I think yeah. maybe he's just getting his wits about him. Uh, J- Jaguars mm. have picked up on something mm-hmm. ever since their London trips. Like they're, I think they're finally finding the rhythm in group. Uh, so I think that's going to be... Mm. Very tricky for the uh, rest of the yeah. uh, AFC South. I, I am excited to see uh, another Texans uh, Jaguars mm. game just to see mm-hmm. what can happen. But uh, your thoughts on the game uh, and uh, anything about the injuries uh, and uh, maybe ta- maybe Taylor might get more involved in the weeks to come. Yeah, the Colts now, I think I read today, Alec Pierce is dealing with a shoulder thing, and he was supposed to be kind of their, their downfield threat. I kind of found him very similar to Jordy Nelson, unfortunately. This year, for a reason, it hasn't materialized much, and now he's banged up. Kylan Grayson's in concussion protocol. And, you know, with, you know, Richardson, like any rookie, they're some up and down, but he just made so many spectacular pay- plays and his, you know, ability in the run game was just so huge. And to think that a guy as big and tall and strong as he is getting hurt three or four times in the early going and then, you know, being out for the rest of the season where he could use the valuable reps is just kind of unfortunate. And they, you know, maybe playoffs would have been out of the realm, but I don't think so because they, you know, were at three and two, you know, and the only couple losses they were competitive in, so... Um, just does kind of feel like, and Steichen can do some things and some maneuvering and all that on the offensive end, and their defense is pretty good, but it does kind of feel like a bit of a lost year for them. And then on the Jaguars side, um, Lawrence dealing with a bit of a knee sprain. They said he probably should be good for Thursday, but uh, no guarantee as of yet. Um, I do think they're a team that. Now they got ETN going in the run game. They finally got that Ridley-Lawrence connection a little more consistent. And also, at some point, you get, hopefully, Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, or, yep, Zay Jones involved, along with uh, Evan Ingram. Um, if they can get those things all moving, they could be 
um, big time. And then also their team at the trade deadline that could go after Daniil Hunter, Chase Young, or Montez Sweat. Because um, if you put another pass rusher opposite the other Josh Allen, you might be cooking with gas on that side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was kind of amazed at first because yeah. they were up 14-0. Uh, we, I thought it was like, okay, maybe something's happening. And then Dolphins just clip, did their usual thing this year and just mm-hmm. blew the doors off. Panthers, uh, Frank Wright has stepped down from his uh, play calling for offensive coordinator. I will say, I know people are thinking it's the end, end is nigh for Frank Reich. He did even say in the preseason and training camp that there mm-hmm. would be a point where he would be phasing away from play calling. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think it, it is as bad going on mm-hmm. right now. Um, do you, do you, uh, other than the game, do you, uh, for, I mean, before you go into the game, I should say, mm-hmm. do you think Tepper might fire Frank? Mm-hmm. By the end of the year, they might just say, like, okay, this is the first year. We traded a lot of our pieces last year, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I think there there was that weird clip of Frank Reich talking about how they have basically weekly meetings and, you know, talking about trying in a nice way say, you know, the owners, you know, heavily involved and didn't say stuff like micromanaging or overzealous, but, you know... It, Felt a little bit that way, but um, I do understand that there was a plan to move on from him to Thomas Brown as the play caller, but I don't think in the ideal situation would happen six weeks in the season. I think it would probably be something that they would do by the start of next year, if not the end of this season. Um, but I think things have gotten bad enough to the point where they need some new ideas and some more concepts and maybe some fresh eyes on that and Frank Reich to look over the whole team. The one thing, though, is that that was considered a strength of Frank Reich and reason he was brought in to be the Colts coach and the Panthers coach. So um, moving off that, is he able to do the other things really well? Um, we'll have to wait and see on that. And then um, Adam Thielen, a lot of stats and maybe garbage time, but he's starting to get a little bit of a rhythm with Bryce Young, um, talk that they, you know, want to look at getting a number one, but they're, they're just banged up like crazy. The Visca Chenault now got hurt, um, you know, so they're banged up in the receiving core. Jonathan Mingo's a rookie they like, was banged up some. Um, defense, J.C. Horn, uh, Shaq Thompson got hurt earlier, so I think they're just losing bodies and just not able to be as effective, and you do wonder, are they a team that's buying at the deadline for a number one who may not be a number one because teams don't trade those guys away, or do they um, sell some parts like a Brian Burns who's going to want to get paid as an elite pass rusher or anybody else like corner Dante Jackson. Um, as for Miami, they're just, you know, at least against the bad teams, they've played at an incredible level and are practically indefensible. Now, the one great game against a great opponent we did see that there's a ton of flaws there and we'll get to see them at a philly team that's banged up some um on sunday night so um that'll be an interesting game if and it'll be the if they do beat the Eagles, that'll be the one thing you can't say about them then will be well they haven't beaten a great team as of yet but um 
that's something we definitely mm-hmm. talk about when we uh, mm-hmm. go over next week, uh, week seven's game, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than the, uh, well, just quickly, maybe just mm-hmm. 30 seconds, 30, 40 seconds, do you, mm-hmm. do you think something's off with the Eagles offense? Like, I, I know yeah. the Jets are a great defense, but they, they, mm-hmm. they, they, they have spilled a tiny bit off. Yeah. Hurts with seven touchdowns, seven picks. That doesn't seem to count the running game, but still very um, turnover prone and efficient on that side. And I do think they miss Shane Steichen as the OC there with Brian Johnson moving up from quarterback to OC, but it could take some time to transition as well. Um, I think the big plays and run game are there, but not consistently. Say kind of like Ken Dorsey last year, yeah. kind of adjusting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to the other four o'clock games, you had uh, Patriots Raiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I think we'll we'll definitely say the Patri- the Patriots kind of last. Talk mm-hmm. about these two. Uh, you know, they are they're the worst start in Bill Belichick's mm-hmm. career. There's some thoughts that he's that you know the game might have passed him by, or at the mm-hmm. least he should give up the GM abilities. Yeah. If he stays on, but to me, Rob, the, the Raiders, all of their wins kind of mm. look very sloppy. Yeah. One in spite. So just McDaniel's. Uh, mm. Again, I I try to give someone a chance, mm. uh, but it just it feels like he's playing. He has no idea how to play call an entire game. Mm. Like he's a good yeah. coordinator. Mm. But uh, that, that's just my opinion. But uh, your thoughts on this game? Yeah, they, they, they're three wins, um, one against Denver by a point, the other um, against uh, Green Bay where Jordan Love um, just was very turnover prone. They won in the final minutes of that one. Um, and then this game against a one in five Patriots team that's been, that the two weeks before was outscored like 72 to three, I believe. So um, yeah, not much you can really take from from the Raiders, even though they are 3-3. Three and three. Garoppolo, um, unfortunately, another injury there with the back. It doesn't sound as bad as they were thinking it might be, um, although I think it's still a week or two injury. Um, had some decent moments, still leads the league in picks. So I, I, and then, you know, with all, as much as he's been banged up, I don't really get the whole why they... I get it for a one-year rental. I don't understand why they guaranteed the contract for two years. Um, but, you know, I do understand the veteran presence and the familiarity as with McDaniels to some extent. Um, and for for whatever reason, I think they kind of got the run game a little bit going, but Josh Jacobs just doesn't feel like the same Josh Jacobs as last year. And I th- part of it is is that at least Derek Carr, say what you will about him, could throw the ball downfield and was... When he was ready and willing, that did scare defenses to put safeties over the top, whereas now teams are like, hey, we'll put 8-9 in the box. We don't think you're, you'll throw it over our head much. Um, they did get the tight end it's more involved, especially the rookie mayor. So um, a few positives there for the Raiders, but with a game against the Bears next with Tyson Bajan, it does feel like they'll somehow be kind of a middling team, even though... There's not really much hope for optimism when you watch them. I don't know. And then the Patriots, Mac Jones, just he threw one of the worst scramble drill balls I've ever seen, um, trying to hit Hunter Henry. And he just he doesn't play like a guy that's got any confidence. He did have one great ball, Devontae Parker, who dropped it. 
and he kind of said, oh, that only hit my fingertips, and then you look on tape, and it's like, hmm, that hit you in the hands. Um, so, but he doesn't have any playmakers, he doesn't have any trust, I'm not sure how much trust the coaches and teammates have in him, so I think it's just a very odd scenario, and kind of the first time we've seen it under Belichick. You, you feel for Matt, mm. because he he played pretty decent in the first few weeks, and like you said, he mm. doesn't have a lot of weapons, so I, I just, I, like you said, I just feel like it's a situation, like if he's on mm. a team like Maybe a two other tell, but maybe even not really, because I think they got Buffalo next, and then they got the uh, Dolphins. So you know, a couple more losses on that docket, and you're looking at one seven to start the year, and it's no guarantee they'll get any better. So you know, I get the sense that Kraft, you know, isn't the type to like being embarrassed, and that's kind of where they're at. I I don't. I think a semi-competitive year like last year, again, wouldn't have satisfied everyone, but it would be a lot better than what we've seen. So far, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, Cardinals-Rams, mm-hmm. uh, it's 26-9. You mm-hmm. would think they threw a lot of touchdowns in that game, mm-hmm. Robin, but yeah. in fact, I think 16 of the points were from mm-hmm. kicker. Mm-hmm. Or close to that. Like that—that that was the, a career game for that guy. So I'm just hands mm-hmm. off to him. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Rams again—they play pretty great to solid football, win or lose for the most part. And Cooper Cup looks like the um, old Cooper Cup again. And you put him next to Nakua. Kyra Williams had a great game, although he's banged up. And they're you're signing guys like Daryl Henderson and. Uh, a couple other guys are running back. Ronnie Rivers is hurt now too, so um, depth's kind of been tested. But Stafford and Cup back together again—it's really great. I think Arizona—they um, competed for a while. They got that surprising W against the Cowboys, but James Conner now hurt. Um, there's just you know outside of Hollywood Brown, there's no real consistent guy to go to. They're going to play. Trey McBride, the second-year tight end, more than Zach Ertz, it seems. So I do wonder if Brown and Ertz are on the trade block um, to maybe get some picks and then kind of uh, play out the string. You know, they've shown that they can compete, and Jonathan Gannon deserves a little more respect than we gave him at the start of the year. But I think um, another loss or two, and you kind of have to admit that the season's kind of lost and then, you know, try and build for the future. This game would be like mm. very competitive, but that just and again, it's not mm. a knock on the Buccaneers. I mm. think a few of them were pretty banged up yeah. before this game started. You know, you had Mike Evans coming back, but mm. the Lions are one of the four or five best teams in the yeah. league, in my opinion. Like, mm. so there, there's a stat from uh, today mm. uh, that I saw somewhere. I had it saved. Mm. Uh, oh yeah, they're they're one of the three or four teams with the most wins since mm, November yeah. last year. Yeah, I think they thirteen should... and three since November or something. Yeah, they they've been. <sighs> uh, so your thoughts? Do you think uh, 
Lions are finally a Super Bowl contender. Uh, mm. uh, the Bucks, you know, at, holding the Lions 20 points is pretty mm. impressive, I will say, just because how yeah. talented that Lions offense is. Yeah, although it was a beat-up Lions offense, especially with David Montgomery out, I think he's going to be out at least a week or two, it's sounding like. Um, they didn't have Jameer Gibbs either, so they had to go to Craig Reynolds, who was a couple years ago kind of a favorite on the um, Hard Knocks show as kind of a running back slash fullback type. Um, and then they had Zonovan Knight on practice squad before, and he got hurt and is out for the year. So um, they've been tested with so many injuries, and they've come back strong and super strong. And their only loss is that overtime loss to Seattle, which had some controversy because there was uncalled um holding or blocking the back on the game-winning touchdown by Seattle. So, um, you know, Jared Goff and Ben Johnson, that's been a match made in heaven. Quarterback and coordinator Sam Laporta has been big time as a rookie tight end. You don't even think about TJ Hawkinson anymore with the way he's played. And Jameson Williams getting back on the field and making a crazy touchdown catch. If he can be that great number two to Monra, and Monra stays healthy. That's huge. They do um, have Emmanuel Mosley, his first game back from a 20 CL after signing with them from San Francisco. He tears it again, so that corner depth's being tested, unfortunately, and then Chauncey Gardner-Johnson got hurt early, maybe comes back at some point during the season, but, you know, it's just about, if they can stay healthy and stay the course, they'll be great, and they still got, you know, a couple games late in the year against Minnesota, and who knows what Minnesota's like by then. Um, two more games against the Bears, you know. And then their one game against Green Bay left is in Detroit, I believe, on Thanksgiving Day. So um, I think the schedule sets up well for them to be one of the minimum top three seeds in the conference and maybe the number one. Depending on what happens, yeah, they're, mm-hmm. they're very fortunate that they weren't the one seed uh, last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Uh, the Monday night game, Cowboys Chargers. I unfortunately only mm-hmm. was able to watch the uh, first half. Uh, mm-hmm. It seemed kind of slow, touchdown yeah. wise. But uh, what was your takeaways from the game, Robert? Yeah, I was only able to watch the first half and then heard a little bit of a stream of it and then saw some of the highlights. And uh, again, it's kind of like the, you know lesser of the two bad coaches type of thing where um you know mike mccarthy had like nine seconds to go in the first half and lets it go to three seconds when he has two timeouts it's just like why don't you take a timeout to take a shot to the end zone i don't know what's there um and then you know staley going for it on fourth down i think early in the second half or was it in first one of the two and then like from a half yard um, play, he runs play action pass. It's just, oh my goodness, like, but maybe they didn't have any trust in the run game with even Eckler back. So, um, I think Dak Prescott outplayed Justin Herbert in this one, and we know how great Justin Herbert can be and how physically impressive he is and the way he throws the ball. But now, as the 260 plus million dollar man, these late-game situations where, you know, this one against the Cowboys, you have the one against the Titans, and then week one against the Dolphins, you got to find a way to win those games as that elite star quarterback. And again, I, they are missing Mike Williams, but you got a player like Keenan Allen, and there were a couple times you had 
Keenan Allen wide open for big plays and even touchdowns, and he missed them. So um, he is playing banged up with the broken hand on the left hand, but um, you know these are the type. Of, yeah, I couldn't. As quick, I couldn't imagine working with, with a broken hand. Yeah, playing in a professional football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, do you think Staley? Before we go to the Bills, mm-hmm. do you think Staley might be the first coach fired? Like it's just his. Mm-hmm. I, it's like you said, a game mm-hmm. between two bad coaches. Yeah. Say that with McCarthy and mm-hmm. Daniels, but just Staley, just yeah. you know, he's touted as this defensive guru. Yeah. And just. So, do you think he might be the first one to go? Would you say, or be, at the very least, he would? Who, unless something drastic changes, he will be on his way out probably at the end of this year. I feel like it's an overly patient ownership group outside of the situation with Marty Schonheimer, where he went fourteen two, but because they lost in the playoffs and him and the GM AJ Smith at the time didn't get along. So, um, you know, but since then, you know, they gave North Turner every shot. They gave. Mike McCoy a couple shots, you know, Anthony Lynn, they maybe could have given him another shot, but, you know, they're a very patient ownership group, the Spanos, for better or worse. Um, So I don't think it happens during the season, but I think if they miss out on the playoffs, I do think um, that Black Monday, he might be gone. But I think if they had started 0-4, there would have been that, sorry. I'll say this: If, if mm-hmm. Milicek is let go mm-hmm. in New England, I, I could see a lot of teams might be axed because mm-hmm. I, I just have this feeling, and you, you figure it like you might yeah. not get the GM job as well as the head coaching mm-hmm. job, but I'm yeah. sure many teams, you know, if they're getting rid of a head coach, mm-hmm. want to bring in you know the greatest coach of all time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think that'd be a perfect situation. Like you keep you keep Kellen mm-hmm. Moore on as the coordinator for work with Herbert, and you mm-hmm. just have Milicek run the rest of the team. Yeah. Yeah, that but, could work. Oh, I'm sorry, Robert, you're saying? No, no, that could work. I could see that, but no, it's, uh, it's a few months away. Yeah, uh, last but not mm. least, uh, Robin, we had our beloved Bills mm. play. Uh, very sloppy, tough game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do think a big factor was the offenses installing, you know, mm. anything. I also think without Ken Cade there. Yeah. Kincaid might not have a bunch of touchdowns like Laporta, but like he's. Mm. I've been looking at his stats, and I've been watching. Like he's there a lot more than we think. Like, yeah, he really is the new slot guy. Issues. The, uh, another factor I, mm. I think was Dable uh, mm. knows Josh. Like even though the yeah, change, like he's the one that really groomed Josh to be the quarterback. He is. You know, he figured mm. he has some insight on that those plays, and it seemed like they could sniff a few things out. Mm. Uh, and um, Tyrod, uh, I'm mm. asking, I think that our defense played great. Uh, Tyrod is, the, I think, the most safest NFL quarterback I've seen yeah. in the past mm. 20 years. You know, that's why they, uh, that's why we were able to turn the mm. ball over all uh, two two nights ago. Mm. Uh, I was happy to, see, you know, that, uh, the only bungle he did really was the. Uh, Running, calling the audible to run the ball at yeah. halftime. And uh, last thing I, I will say about the game before we uh, before we mm. talk about your opinion on the game was I, I I unfortunately snipped at Kyger a little bit sooner than I should have. Like I thought mm. he was bad the whole game, but looking mm. back at you know, I think I was just emotional. Yeah, because <laughs> mm. it was such a frustrating game. But 
other than that one blown coverage, he, he played a pretty good game. You know, I think mm. at the very least, these next few weeks, you know, until the trade deadline, you know, I think he might get better and better, uh, especially mm. now that he has a bigger opportunity with Trey out. But uh, your thoughts on the game uh, before we move more on depth of the Bills? Yeah, I do think he's kind of a victim of the. Um, you know, he's now the targeted guy, and as a result, anytime he, there's a play against him, teams or the fans kind of look at him. Tough spot. I do think he hasn't played up to that number one pick level, and there's, you know, several reasons for that. Although I do think he had some impact plays as a rookie that were huge. Um, I mean, Benford made that incredible play, um, to stop the one play to Slayton. Um, downfield, but he did have, I think, six catches on seven targets, so he wasn't as best either, and hopefully Dane Jackson comes in um, as soon as possible to help out um, that group, um, set out with the foot thing. Yeah, everything just kind of felt very out of rhythm from the start, and they did show some adversity and some willing, some power to go through adversity and some willingness to go to that um, run game in the second half, but it as bizarre that two straight games they don't really have an answer in the first 25 to 30 minutes of the game um, to get things done on the offense when everything's not smooth sailing and um, Dawson Knox is playing through some stuff he had like the back and then the quad and then the wrist where he had the cast on um, you wish he'd come down with that one ball near the end of the game um, but it does feel weird that for as great the efficiency numbers and the scoring numbers are um, the big thing they talked about in the offseason was getting the tight ends involved and making plays. And I think to an extent, having those guys in has helped out running the ball because it's shown more of a consistency to going under center and, um, you know, being more of a physical team. And that's helped out in a lot of areas and even the red zone scoring. But you just wish there was more explosive stuff. And maybe that's to come with uh, more trust in that stuff. Um there's just bizarre things with Dorsey. Like there was the one play where they get it to second and goal from the one or the half yard line, and then they go to a shotgun run and they lose two and a half. But then, you know, next play they come in and get a touchdown on a swing pass to Hardy, and that's a great call. So there's some just weird calls there. Um, and they've done a great job of like taking the ball out of Allen's hands in terms of the design runs, but he still, you know, in this game got a little banged up with the shoulder. Um, and then also, um, briefly in concussion or at least a concussion check. Um, yeah. Cause everyone was mm. cheering when he was running back. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Quinton, I will say the, my favorite play was the Quinton mm. Morris touchdown. Yeah. He threw that in <laughs> huge coverage. But yeah. Like incredible dart. Um, mm. yeah. My one slight,
So yeah, you got Patriots yeah. next, then the Bucks, mm-hmm. and then followed by the, uh, the Broncos, which I mm-hmm. think we both agree are the worst team in football, despite mm-hmm. the the uh, the one win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's just my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. um, so I, I was initially thinking we should trade for Sertan, but it seems like Elon is finding his way. And someone made a great mm-hmm. comment in the pregame. One of the callers for. Uh, the pregame, the Bills game uh, Sunday was mm. like, if we get another offensive piece, mm. and uh, it was actually, uh, um, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, mm. uh, oh, Sal Capaccio, sorry, yeah. I got brain fart for a second, mm. that brought it up. Like, DeAndre Hopkins' contract is only three and a half million this year, mm. and you probably only pay half of that because it's halfway through the mm. season almost, and then he's only eight million mm. next year. And it just because we were trying to get him, and I just feel like he's like that mm. missing piece. But that's just my opinion. Uh, at the very least, you think there might be any trades that might happen, depending on going on the next few weeks. Because I, mm. I think we both said it last time. The next few games are kind of like a mm. feeler kind of games. Where I don't think they're gonna do any trades just yet. Yeah, I do look at. I think the Hopkins thing. I don't. I just don't know if Vrabel would be willing to just punt on just having no offensive weapons with, you know, maybe young quarterback coming in at some point. Um, a Hunter Renfro who's not being used in Vegas would intrigue me for, you know, one of those, you know, JC Jackson X trades where it's less like a 2025 20, six and a seventh. You may quick swap of that. I think he could be at least a somewhat decent slot option. Um, you know, uh, a Jerry Judy couldn't be out there, but I think the contract next year's somewhat prohibitive. Um, and I don't know, he just maybe as a three, he's great, but he hasn't had a chance to, or even really given himself a chance to prove himself as either a great one or two. Um, so I think those are options. I, I also think they just need to find a way to, and I think McDermott touched on it. Um, just find a way to use the guys that they have and figure out who are the secondary options. And to some extent, it's frustrating because you feel like can you have found that out during preseason in the camp? But again, there's there's an ebb and flow of the season. I think this team is kind of used to that to some extent for good and for bad. Um, so they're just kind of you know trying to make sure that by December, January, they're playing their best ball. And sometimes that means um, not being great initially yeah yeah I'd rather have mm. us stalling right now in these mm. tough or not so tough games as you're saying mm. compared to in late mm. November and December as you were saying mm. the only other thing I'll say on the Hopkins boy it seems mm. like he is getting frustrated because uh, yeah. and I feel bad for laughing but like mm. Tannehill sat down next to yeah. him and he got up and then uh, there was a fumble by the center I think uh. he sat down next to Hopkins and he got up mm. again so yeah. mm. that was a very interesting thing I saw on Sunday. But uh, mm. it's going to be very interesting to see the trade uh, trade deadline coming up in a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, so just quickly, uh, guys, going over the games uh, mm. this upcoming weekend. And uh, first, of course, starting the uh, prime game, mm. uh, Jaguars at the Saints. Mm. Uh, Robin, if Trevor Lawrence starts, I think I would give the edge to the Jaguars. But if mm. he does not, I... Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. I do think it'll be a uh, drag-em-out kind of game. 
And then the Saints, you know, Marcus Lattimore, he's a great corner. They got two other great young ones behind him and Paulson Adebo and Alante Taylor. So I think they can challenge those playmakers for the Jaguars. But I think a healthy Lawrence, or healthy enough to play Lawrence, is slightly better than Carr at this point. Um, but we'll have to see how that game goes. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. Next, we mm-hmm. have uh, Lions at, at the Ravens. Um, I think the Ravens mm-hmm. still have a few injuries, and they're, they're still a little sloppy here and there, and just mm-hmm. the Lions right now are just still firing on all cylinders, so I, I'm going to mm-hmm. give the edge to the Lions. I think the Lions are quite banged up. Both teams quite banged up. Mm, that is a tough one. Uh, I'll give a slight edge to Baltimore since it is in... Um, M&T Bank Stadium, but if the Lions win, that's that's huge for them, and then that just makes the AFC North more interesting. Well, either way, win or lose, but you know, if all the teams are bunched up again, that that makes it you know even more interesting in that division. Yeah, I, I think the mm-hmm. Ravens really would have wished that mm-hmm. they would be playing the uh, Vikings instead of the Lions right now. Though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the Raiders in Chicago. Um, mm. I think I would give it to Raiders just because yeah. you have Justin Fields, who's mm. almost definitely going to be out. Mm. Uh, I don't know much about the rookie. They mm. still have some, a lot of issues. And yeah. Despite the Raiders having a few issues, they can at least put points on the board. Yeah, I'll go um, Raiders too. Um, whether it's Hoyer or O'Connell, I think that better than Badgen. I think that's what the game very likely they'll come down to along with the Raiders having a couple more pieces on offense. Uh, Browns uh, at Indy, I, I think the Browns defense mm-hmm. this weekend really showed that, hey, you know, we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're a top three defense here too. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think Minshew is still finding his footing as a starter mm-hmm. again and going against yeah. a very, very tough defense. Uh, even if P.J. Walker starts, I think I'm mm-hmm. still going to give it to the Browns. Yeah, I'm feeling the Browns, too, with that, you know, elite defense. And, you know, regardless of who's playing quarterback, I think if they hold the Colts to 10 or 14 points, they'll be able to put up just enough offensively to win. Uh, the next one is surprisingly tough for me. At first, I was going to immediately go with the Commanders, but, you know, mm. the division game, the Giants kind of found something in the mm. game against the Bills. Uh Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say this: if if Tyrod Taylor starts this game, mm-hmm. I'd be a little more comfortable, just because that you know D'Angelo still has the yeah. thing. But uh, I think either person starting, mm-hmm. I th- still think I might give the slight edge to the Commanders. Yeah, I'm feeling the Commanders too. I just think the Giants kind of played that Bills game like their Super Bowl, and they're just so banged up across the board. And you know, I think both tackles if. Evan Neal, you know, is having his issues, and Andrew Thomas isn't back. That you know, that'll spell trouble with Montez Sweat and Chase Young. Uh, next, you have uh, Falcons at Bucks. Um, mm-hmm. Both are a little banged up. Like, mm-hmm. I think I'll give the edge to the Buccaneers. You know, mm-hmm. if, if, if I still think uh, Baker is a better quarterback than Ritter. Mm-hmm. I think Evans is starting to find his stride again. Mm. Uh, and he just, so I think I, I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair, but mm. I, just, I, just, I think I'm going to go with the Bucks. 
Bucks do have a strong run defense, and the Falcons have a strong run, so strength against strength there. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the Falcons so far in the year are 0-2 on the road. I think this is a make-or-break game for Ritter and the Falcons, so I'm going to go with Falcons, but if they fall to 3-4, I think they make QB change. Yeah, I would I'm just saying, I wouldn't be surprised if this goes either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steelers, Rams, uh, the Steelers' mm-hmm. offense is kind of so, starting to find something in mm-hmm. spite of Mac Cam, I should say. They still mm-hmm. have phenomenal defense. Uh, I, I gotta have the image of the Rams. They, they have great mm-hmm. defense. Yeah. The defense is doing better. Uh, the offense is, like you said, is really mm-hmm. starting to yeah. fire on all cylinders of cup back to form, and you have uh, Nakua. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to give this one to the Rams. Yeah, I'm feeling the Rams, too. A lot of stud rookies that I think on both sides of the ball can do some things. Nakua on offense, and then Kobe Durant. Um, who's the other one? Uh, Byron Young on the defensive line to go along with Aaron Donald. I think they can make Kenny Pickett stay um, pretty hard, and I think they have more weaponry to do some stuff against the Steelers' defense. Uh, I forgot the last 1 p.m. game, our, our game, uh, Bills at New England. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not completely nervous. Is it more curious what mm-hmm. they're doing? I've heard that uh, Cunningham might be starting mm-hmm. uh, doing half the offense, but I still think the Bills will win this one. We just mm-hmm. have more weapons. Mm-hmm. Mac or Cunningham doesn't have a lot of weapons to throw to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that the Pats defense will hold the Bills a tiny bit, mm. but I think we'll get enough points on the board and our defense can hold yeah. them off to win the game. Yeah, Patriots O-line um, has been a huge trouble source for them. Um, they did look a little better on offense, so if they bring that type of offense and then maybe a Bill Belichick masterclass, it could make the game a lot more um, difficult for Buffalo. But I think if Buffalo plays their game, um, it shouldn't be much of an issue. We never know. It's division. I was going to say, mm. Bill Belichick is it, mm. never more dangerous when he's back in the corner. So mm. it's going to be a very interesting game. Uh, Cardinals at Seahawks. I, I think this is going to be a make-it-right game for mm. the Seahawks and Geno. They're yeah. in Seattle, and that's one of the biggest crowd mm. uh, like games, I should say, that are won mm. as a home territory. Yeah. Uh, home chart, per se. Yeah, I think the Seahawks have practically an advantage at every position, and I think they're steaming after that loss in Cincinnati, so I think they get it done. Uh, Packers, Broncos, mm-hmm. uh, I think I'm going to go with the Packers. The, Bron- mm-hmm. uh, the Packers are a little banged up, but Aaron mm-hmm. Jones yeah. Yeah, if Jordan Love looks rough in this one, I think the alarm bell will start going off. Um, I do think Aaron Jones' presence helps a ton, and um, Denver's at the point where they might look to trade off some guys, but they, at least on the defensive end on Thursday, gave it a great fight, so maybe it's the one game of the year where both sides of the ball play great, um, but... I think Green Bay will get done, but if they can't get it done off a bye, that, again, just 
a really rough sign for them if that is the case. Uh, Chargers mm. at Kansas City. Um, this is going to be a good game, I think. Mm. They always play each other well in the two yeah. round. Uh, last year, the Chargers almost beat them twice. Mm. Uh, if I remember the first game, that was when uh, Herbert got injured. Mm-hmm. And then the next game, I think they're out with, out with mm. either both Allen and Williams mm. or at yeah. least Williams. Uh, so this is a tough one for me. Mm. Like like we were saying, the Chiefs' offense have not been firing at all cylinders. Yeah, Khalil Mack and and, and Bosa, one of the Bosa's. Mm. The Chargers on the flip side, the Chiefs' defense is playing great. Yeah, I think this is going to be a, a rough and tough kind of game. Uh, I don't want to. I mm. think I might give the edge to the Chiefs, but if the Chargers do sneak off with a win, I think it'll be close, mm. and I wouldn't be surprised because, like you said, it's a divisional game. Mm. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I am feeling Chiefs in this one as well. I think if their defense keeps playing at this level, they'll be able to limit a banged-up Herbert and that whole um, offense for the Chargers. And then the Chargers on the other side of the ball just, you know, don't show the level of ability or consistency to keep teams away from scoring. So even a down year from Mahomes so far this year, I think he might pop off in this one similar to what he did against Chicago, maybe not that level, but at least somewhat close. So, Kansas City. Uh, yeah, the Sunday night game, mm-hmm. uh, this is, I think might be one of the best Sunday night games of the yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dolphins playing at Philly. Uh, great night. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoa, this, is a, this is a tricky one. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the, uh, uh, what are we even hearing about the quarterbacks and the defense of the Eagles that are banged up? Uh, I think... because they start practicing, I think, tomorrow. So, But Darius Slay is banged up. Sidney Brown and Reed Blankenship banged up at safety. Bradley Roby was the nickel corner replacement for Bonte Maddox, and now he's banged up. Um, probably won't play, so a lot of injuries on that side. Lane Johnson, nothing serious, but could be held out a week, or he could play through it, so who knows there. This is going to be a very high-scoring game, I think. Mm-hmm. I think at the end, though, I'm going to go with the Eagles just because mm-hmm. I know that that is a big factor that the corners are out, but at mm-hmm. the same time, the rest of their defense, especially their line, is mm-hmm. just still just as fresh. And mm-hmm. It feels like the Dolphins... I mean, mm-hmm. they let they started the game 14, uh, 14 mm-hmm. up from the yeah. Panthers, so I just don't think that that defense... Mm-hmm. can really stop anything right now. Maybe yeah. until Ramsey comes back. So mm-hmm. I think that's why I'm going to give the Eagles the edge. Mm-hmm. But if the Dolphins do win it, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be horribly surprised. Yeah. Matchup of the two Alabama quarterbacks that were on the same. Yeah. That were, you know, Hertz was the guy during the national championship that got benched. And then Tua came in one end. And then the next year, Tua gets banged up and Jalen Hurts does enough to win the SEC championship in uh, replacement, so um, that'll be a fun storyline for that game. I do, I can't trust the Dolphins against a great team until I see it done, so I'm going to give the edge to the Eagles, yeah. Uh, Last, uh, 49ers, Mm. Vikings, uh, Vikings are 2-4, this is like make or break their season, and they have Mm. to play against the 49ers. Yeah. Despite the injuries, even mm-hmm. if, uh, 
I was going to say Ian without McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to go with the Vikings. I'm sorry, not the Vikings. The 49ers, just because yeah. I, I see much more from the 49ers yeah. than I had. Yeah, the Niners, I'm feeling them too. I, the Vikings, I think they can muck it up a little bit, but their only two wins are against, you know, the bottom two teams in the league. So until they beat someone of a higher caliber, I can't really trust them, especially with no Justin Jefferson. It appears their second pass rusher, Marcus Davenport's banged up too. So I'm going to go at Niners. Very good. So yeah, this is going to be a very fun week of football, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is actually a time where I think that the mm. Thursday night game might be a little bit better than the Monday night game, but mm. we're in for real treat Sunday. Yeah. Uh, that is mm. football update this week. I'm Andy. And this is Robin.